Hello, everyone. It's uh, August 10th, 2008, and you're listening to the Sherry Cast. My name is Todd Coffer, and I have Mom Sherry on the phone. Mom, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you all for joining us today. Well, I tell you, we've uh, it's been a little while since we did a Sherry Cast, so we we got to. Uh, it's just been a crazy busy season for you, and of course, it's uh, busy for me too as well. But um, how's things going? Uh, things are going great. I I just can't even. I, I just am. I'm just at a swamped time. <laughs> right. It's just crazy. It's good, you know, but it's just uh, it's just as the fruit comes on, so does the work. Yeah, we are recording show number 32, so we were making good progress here down the line. Down the line, and uh, so what? Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the Sherry Cast before we get going here? Uh, we are a family that's uh, recovering from a major loss in our family. Uh, we lost uh, my husband Bob in 2006, and uh, to a, an accident. And uh, granddaughter was with him in that accident, and she's been recovering since then. So we're a family of uh, that are that are recovering, uh, trying to learn to adjust our lives and go on with our lives. And that's kind of where we're at today. We're just crazy now, aren't we? We always were, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are up on uh, Ustream at the same time, so I actually have, of course, what we're going to do is we need to get uh, you a little camera set up now, because you now have broadband, so you could actually, you, yeah, you could actually be in front of your computer, and actually we could, uh, we yep. could pipe you in. Yes. <laughs> yes, we could. I guess that all that all those little uh, bells and whistles will be for another trip to Michigan, Todd. If you ever get here again this year, yeah, then getting you up to speed on uh, how to use it is uh, definitely uh, a little bit of a challenge, but I think we we should be able to accomplish it. But uh, we got a lot to catch up on. Oh, it's man. boy, it's just been a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, yes. What uh, what's what's uh, what's first on your list for today? Well, um, Beck. Uh, in July, as, as things are progressing along with the fruits, and I was hoping to prepare for a trip that we had planned and talked about, Chantel and her family and I, back in uh, January, uh, was a sacrocranial session for Alexandra in conjunction with therapeutic dolphins in the Bahamas. And Chantel said, don't you want to go along? And I said, only if I could uh, swim with the dolphins, too, which was always has been one of my dreams. So we bought the tickets for the flights, and then it was just kind of a waning game. Chantel, of course, made other reservations as, as far as the trip went. But I was beginning to think that maybe for my part, I wouldn't be able to go when it got down to the wire, depending on if my South Carolina peaches were here or not. Right. And uh, so I, I I did the right thing, finally. I have to tell myself this occasionally, like frequently, that um, I just have to give up the worrying. You know, it, nothing is in our hands anyway. And uh, the weather, I can't to take care of the weather. I can't make the fruit get ripe quicker, uh, you know. Right. I can't do any of that. So we got through black raspberries and sweet cherries, got those delivered, Um uh, my folks were had them stocked on groceries and medications and all that stuff, scheduling with the helpers. Um, 
I got two or three things here finished at home. Actually, even cleaned my go box. <laughs> I think that was nerves or something, you know. But as it turned out, the South Carolina peaches were running a little late. I'd have been twiddling my thumbs, so it was off to the Bahamas. Oh, good. And that, uh, of course, it didn't come without a little bit of a, uh, well, a few challenges. <laughs> right. Um, the um, people that Chantel actually scheduled through a uh, um, agency because of being unaware of, you know, this is foreign land, so to speak. And um, they scheduled us or flew us into Nassau. It was like two days before the trip. James, they started watching that. Remember that hurricane was going on? You were watching it. Yep. James was watching it. And, oh, my gosh, we're going to the wrong place. <laughs> so we weren't supposed to go into Nassau. We were supposed to go into Freeport. And um, so they, the airlines advised them not to change their reservations because they would cost more. It was better off to uh, actually buy another leg of flight from Nassau to Freeport, which we should have gone to straight to Freeport, not bumped over in Nassau. Right, right. So anyway, with all that said, we got there. Good. <laughs> and um, we got there, let's see, on a, we got there, it was about the first day we got there on a I'm trying to remember what day we even got there. I want to say a Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Anyway, two, oh, we got there on a Monday. Because Tuesday, James, uh, Monique, and I were scheduled to go for our romp with the dolphins. Right. And uh, you actually get in a little boat, and you have to go out through this these waterways, or you can go through the ocean. There's a couple different ways to get there. And it was just incredible. It was just incredible. Um you get in the water, they have two dolphins uh, at a time. There's like six people in the water. You spend about an hour in there with them, and they come right up to you. They touch you. They, uh, You take a hold of them. You swim with them. I mean, it's, you talk to them. They, they lay on their side and look at you, look you right in the eye. It's amazing, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's beyond amazing. They come floating right by you on their back. Here's their belly all exposed, and you can put your hand on there and go right with them. I mean, they're huge creatures. What do they yet. feel like? They feel like uh, kind of like leather. Uh-huh. They're very smooth, and uh, uh, Monique said they almost felt like silk to her. Because huh. their skin is just, it's just very, they don't have scales, they have skin. Right, right, right. And um, Well, they're air breathers, so of course. Yeah, right. And uh, they take this big breath, this big, they, they suck in air, and then it circulates through their system, and then you're, like this sigh. Right. And it out, out comes out their nose, which is on the top of their head, you know, they're kind of their spout. And the first time they did that, I thought, who is sighing? And I realized it was a dolphin. <laughs> and they just, oh, it's just incredible. You just, you can, you go around, they kind of have a, uh, an area now the dolphins can go under they have like floating docks and the dolphins can go under there but they just stick with you and they're just so oriented to the humans and you get kind of this little orientation of first about not to splash on the water because there's different signals that actually instruct them to do certain things right so they want you to just interact with them as far as touching and petting and caressing and then 
they, they come right up to you and lean against you. I mean, it's so amazing. Oh, that is amazing. And uh, this one time, the, the uh, area that we were in with them, and it, and it's about 15 feet deep. I mean, they have it's a you're in regular ocean, you know. Right. And um, the uh, they kind of we were kind of in an L-shaped area, and the trainer I, they kept pushing me over to this kind of in this uh, area that wasn't out in the middle, kind of in the L-shaped part. Yep. And the trainer said, "You should come. You shouldn't go over there. You're too close to the edge." I said, "I can't get away." <laughs> and it's like they had took me over there, and I, and I. He said, "Well, just swim." I said, "I'm trying to, but I can't." <laughs> <laughs> and finally, anyway, with the dolphin's help, I guess when she was done doing over there, treating me or something, I don't have no idea what. Then it, it, we we she she let me swim back into the major part, but they're they're just they're just incredible. Now uh, I went in with one group, and, and we were in the water almost an hour hmm. with them. And then uh, James and Alexander, or James and Monique, went in the second group. And now Monique, you know, Monique is like a fish. Yep. And she, they were diving with her. They would, ju- she just put her hand on their back, and they would. All you could see was flippers and feet. It's funny. <laughs> they go right down and come back up. It was so incredible. And finally, Monique felt, I guess, that she had actually monopolized one of them so much, and she, she told her that she should go swim with some of the other people because <laughs> <laughs> they were having so much fun with her. That's funny. It was just, it was just, I just can't even explain. Um, it was everything I ever thought it might be, but it was different, but it was more. Right. You know, I mean, you you have no idea why you want to go and sw- swim with these huge creatures. Um, it just always looked like something kind of fun, and I had thought it might be a little scary, but it was completely, um, oh, just, uh, there was nothing scary about it. it was, right. It was just. It was just amazing. Well, that's good. Sounds like uh, you guys had a good time, and the yeah. trip was turned out to be not too bad as far as getting around and stuff, right? Yep. And then, uh, okay, then Alexandra had four days of the cranial sacral treatments, and then four days of going to the dolphins for the for the uh, therapeutic time with them. Right. And what they do is the sacrocranial therapists go right in the water and kind of let the, uh, like Alexandra or the patient, float. And then the, the dolphins come up, and the dolphins, this one, this one came up and actually bopped her in the nose hard, hit hmm. her really hard. What they say the dolphins do is they scan your body because they have... They give you like a CT scan, right? Because they uh, work on sonar, yeah, and that they can see all your body cavities and tell if there's something wrong, right? And I had asked the trainer the day we were there, which was before going there with Alexandra, what he how he felt about the uh, therapeutic uh, sessions. He said, "I don't get it. I don't understand it." <laughs> he said, "The dolphins, if somebody's got something." The dolphin comes right up to him and touches him right where that is. That's amazing. He, he said, uh, how do they know that? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Right. <laughs> but it was just 
it was just amazing. Huh. So anyway, the dolphin hit her there and actually then hit her on her left leg, which is her her uh, weakest side, above her knee. Right. Hit her two or three times there with its, they call it nostrum, but their nose. That nose is very, very hard. I think it's all bone. Right. And actually left a little black and blue, blue mark on her, above her knee. Now, that went away in a couple days. But the cranial sacral therapist said, well, if she needed some kind of a realignment or adjustment of her head, no human would have ever done anything because of what she's been through to her head. Right. So they said that the dolphins, you know, could have, see what she needed as far as, you know, something like that, because that was the area they worked on. Right. So anyway, we had four days of that, and then the family, different ones of us, went with her each day, and then all of us took turns being in the water with Alexandra and the hum- and the uh, the dolphins. Well, that was good. And they, they say the dolphins are a pod, and they promote family togetherness, and that's why they the dolphins and the humans <laughs> react as a family together. Hmm. And this Dr. Upledger that actually developed the cranial sacral uh, program, he's been working, it started, I think, because of a tr- uh, study of animals, and they have been using these dolphins uh, for therapeutic uh, uh, programs for about 12 years, the same dolphins. Wow. So it's it's very, very interesting. But as far as the food went, the food was incredible there. At Freeport, that's good. Buyer beware, because you never knew what the price was going to be. <laughs> Three fifty pizza might they might try to charge you four fifty for it. Right. <laughs> and everybody was very very friendly. I don't think they have a lot going on there, but except for tourism. Right. Uh, you know, if you step outside, I would step outside when we go out, like on our lanai. Mm-hmm. In the room, and my glasses would steam over. So that will tell you. <laughs> well, of course, you're in the you're in the tropics, it's essentially. In the tropics, yep. And um, but we had a, a real interesting uh, uh, oh, I guess uh, adventure, so to speak. In a sense, uh, we were going to breakfast one morning, Chantel, and about three of the kids and I. I don't know where James was at that particular. I guess they had had gone before because maybe we were going for lunch. And this guy come walking up behind us. Um, turned out his name was Nick. I uh, called him Tony Soprano because that's <laughs> what we looked like. <laughs> Huge. And he'd been working out that morning, and he asked us where we were, if we were going to eat. And um, Chantel said, well, we weren't going to go to the prop club because we'd been there the first night we came in, and the service was terrible. We thought he was another tourist. Right, right. And she says, don't go there to eat. And he said, well, how come? And, of course, you, you never have to ask Chantel a question. But what right. You answer it. So she told him what was wrong with it. And then he immediately told us who he was. He was the director of food and beverage for the Weston and oh. these other complexes there. And he'd been sent in because they got such terrible reviews on the exit uh, data. But, of course, the people were already gone, and they couldn't ask him what was wrong. Right. So he said, uh, I'd like to know all your feelings about, you know, what, what you think about the food here in the hotel, <laughs> Chantal told him. Oh, boy. I'm he sure had, she did. Yep. 
He invited us to dinner at the prop club that night. He paid for everything. Um, and he and he told us, I will meet you there, and it suppers on me, and thank wow. you for being... And then we met him two or three, like, about every day thereafter uh, in, one of the, in one of the various restaurants. Oh, you were seeing him around then. Yeah. So it was, it was quite interesting. But I was going to tell you something very interesting. As we go out through these waterways to go out where the dolphins were, all these fabulous homes, I mean, just gorgeous new homes, and it turns out that Hurricane Doris had went through there and 20 foot of water. So everything had been rebuilt. There was huge damage. And I guess they lost a lot of their tourist business at that time until right. they rebuilt. So they're really struggling there. It's it's quite historic. Um, and it, I always like to learn about areas where we go to. Right. And you people, were saying something to the fact that they were basically, you know, even people were rebuilding on top of, you know, as to be expected as they do here in the United States. But you said that they were multi-million dollar homes just being rebuilt. Yes. Yep. And, oh, huge, just, just incredible, just gorgeous, out of this, out of this world, gorgeous places. And then one of the places Todd had a, a boat parked out in front of it, you know, one yep. of the, not a boat, a, mm, I don't know what you call them, big ocean-going boat. And on the back of it, it said, uh, offline. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's, uh, uh, we could all live a little bit offline. <laughs> we, we got a big giggle out of that and talked about you, you know, when we saw that, so your ears probably were burning. That's good. Um, the, um... Yeah, these new new bill. There's something else I was going to say about. I guess it it left me so. Ah, uh, no worries. Yeah. Well, sounds like you had fun down there, and yes. uh, that's a nice little break. Yes. Of course, then you came right home, and you were right into. It was just hot and heavy for everything, right? Right. I went right into Southern Peaches, just crash bang. And so I'm spending a lot of time on the freeways again, interstates. Of course. And I cannot believe the slow drivers. Oh, don't they just drive you crazy? Oh, some of them are even going slower than the truck speeds. So everybody's using more gas trying to come in and go in to get around them. I, people driving with their windows down, I don't know what they think they're going to save. These new cars are designed, you know, to maximize gas consumption and... But something interesting, I think a lot of people are going to the gas stations and using their credit cards. You know, they're not even going inside to pay. Right. So I noticed the gas stations are doing things. Now, this one gas station we go to, they got this little thing outside. Uh, it's got a speaker, and it tries to entice you inside to buy oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've had those here for a while, so it must be they're finally getting some of the stuff outfitted over there then. Yes. And uh, I was amazed because I haven't one of my regular gas stations down here at Fuel Town where I go to regularly. They have actually got a mini grocery store in there now. Mm-hmm. They have a little meat cooler. I mean, it's just like going into, I, you know, I guess it's a one-stop shopping thing, especially nice for the truck drivers. Right. If they've got a grill or something to cook it on, but um, just absolutely amazing. Huh. But um, we were gone... 
I was gone a week. Then I came home and worked like a maniac delivering. And then Chantel and the kids came out for, and we're here about 10 days. Yep. Because Alexandra had a, a <coughs> treatment session down in, in Indiana. So I was going to tell you one of the things that was funny because Matthew went with me one day and we stopped at the at one of the gas stations and for lunch I thought this was so hilarious he chose Skittles and chocolate milk only a grandma oh would allow gosh. that right uh, and, and you actually let him get away with that <laughs> I let him do it can you believe it <laughs> usually I would oh, never let him get away with it goodness. but I'll tell you what he looks at you and he can just work you he is so good <laughs> that's funny but uh, then Alexandra went, she and Zach went on the following, the next Monday then, with me on the truck. We were delivering, uh, I think we had blueberries and we had uh, some peaches. I don't remember what all we, I think we had a huge, heavy duty into blueberries. Todd, I could not believe it, the energy. And, and we just think a lot of this came from these sessions with the dolphins It seemed to improve her uh, her uh, energy. Right. And she was having so much fun interacting with people. Sometimes she hides out, you know, from strangers. Right. She's making change. She wanted to make change for all the customers. No, she can't count it very good yet, but I would count it to her, and then she would count it to them. Right. She was carrying blueberries off the truck. I mean, it was just, the customers were just absolutely delighted. Well, that's awesome. And... I I, w- I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm just standing back with my mouth open. I just, I mean, she is just using that left leg so much more. And so I don't know what those dolphins did as far as whacking her around the face or on the nose but um, and the leg. But it didn't hurt. It did not hurt anything, that's for sure. And then Chantal and James went off to their or Chantel and Alexandra went off to their, uh, they were gone, I think, four days. And then Monique said it, it just reminded her of when uh, we were all together after the accident, the three of us. Right. That uh, time that we spent. She said, this is so much, because Monique has a lot of trouble trying to talk about Grandpa. And she misses him huge amounts, but she just doesn't want people to talk about him. Right. It's part of her healing that she hasn't gone through yet. And um, so anyway, she she did do, do some talking about him, but she it kind of took her back, and maybe it was good for her to... Right. Uh, ...to remember what, you know, th- how it was at that time. It was pretty rough on all of us, actually. Well, it was nice that they got a nice little vacation, too, and everything. Yep. Yes. So they're all back in Virginia, and I'm still, I haven't even had a chance to enjoy my new fast-speed <laughs> internet. Your new fast-speed internet. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm uh, sitting here right now trying to log into uh, your account over at SherryCast, and I'm pulling my hair out. So <laughs> Can't you get into it? I'm trying to do a password reset, and it's uh, it's not letting me uh, for some reason, so I may have to go th- Go in the back way and get it figured out. But uh, Let's see if we've got some. I bet there's some messages. In well, actually, there. on the on your Gmail account, let me look and see if there's actually any in there. Um, I think there's one from Lana D. 
Um, actually, she may have sent this today. She, uh, um, oh, she sent know, it she, yesterday, so. We visited, you know, she came here and visited, and then on her podcast, she gave her side of our visit. <laughs> <laughs> what did she have to say? Um, basic, uh, just, she said, uh, hey, Sherry, haven't seen you online or tweeting. How is swimming with the dolphins, Lena D? So um, she's basically looking she's for... She's wondering, where the heck am I? <laughs> yep. And you got an email from Elisha Cripp. Oh, yes. You know who that is. That's Alexandra's nurse. Oh, okay. She says, hey, Sherry, Alicia. wanted you to know that I'm still listening to your podcast, enjoying hearing about your escapades and all of your travels. One of these days, we'll have to meet somewhere for lunch. Love, Elisha. So. Uh, this is the time of year she'll be thinking about Bob and... She took flowers down to the railroad track last year for him. She's uh, a very tender-hearted woman, and we owe Alexandra's life to her. Yeah, we sure do. Well, let me uh, move on here. Let's see here. You've got um, uh, quite a bit covered here. We've covered a lot of territory in a very short amount of time. Yeah, we probably left half of it out. How's things been... uh, going down the street there with uh, the grandparents well uh they got through the time i was gone pretty well they were prepared for it and uh but then we've had a couple of interesting incidents since then um last uh my my dad has been refusing to take his medicine right and uh he he thinks it gives him diarrhea of course, he's had diarrhea for years, but anything is a good excuse. And um, so we're having some yelling going on, according to Mom and Jim. Oh, isn't that lovely? Yep. So it begins again. We'll see how it goes. Um, earlier, let's see, in the week, I think it was Monday, uh, they must have been feeling quite frisky because Dad uh, took, Mom and Jim, they went in the car. He drove, first time he's driven in months. Hmm. And it probably thought they were really going to get away with something, you know. Right. He went down to Fremont and cashed his, uh, what's that, that economic stimulus check? Right. (laughs) That he had hidden and pretended he didn't get. (laughs) And then they went to... From there, they went to Coldwater and went to Save-A-Lot. They're one of their favorite stores and bought, I would guess, I can't even tell you how many, a whole bunch of, of uh, very inexpensive, I won't say the brand name, <laughs> uh, TV dinners. And Meanwhile, so, you've been bringing them food, yeah. and, and decent food. Right. And now, and they were loving that, just raving for a long time. Now they've grown tired of that. My dad doesn't want to eat chicken. And now mom just, she never loves everything. Right. But um, I guess, the, you know, they've been eating too high on the hogs, so they got a whole bunch of uh, these uh, t- TV dinners and brought them home and put them in the freezer. It's just, I, I just, it's just hilarious. And then, of course, he gave instructions to the helpers that they weren't to go anywhere near that freezer, to stay out of that freezer. I mean, it's just <laughs> so childish. It's just 
As Chantel says, one day he's in 1959, and one day he's in 1999. And <laughs> yep, I so understand. It's um, uh, it's just uh, we we kind of had words tonight. I was down there. He was shaking his cane at me. I thought he might even hit me. I told him. Really? Yeah. I said, Dad, you. He didn't. He, I think he was thinking about hitting me, but he decided he better not. Oh, that would, have been, that would have been not good. No, but he was waving it around, and I, I told him, Dad, you should be taking... He, he said, I'm not taking my medicine. I said, Dad, you should be taking your medicine. You're, being, you're, being, you're yelling at Mom and yelling at Jim. Right. And he said, I feel better when I don't take it. I'm not, I'm not going to take it. Don't even bring it to me. And he's just yelling, just get that away from me. And I said, Dad, if you feel so good when you're not taking it, why are you yelling? Huh. You know, if, if it's so much better, you feel so much better without your medicine, why are you so being so mean to them? Right. And no, no response to that. And then I started, I went to the kitchen and he started yelling, Tattletale, tattletale, tattletale. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just so sad. And, and I said, Dad, nobody has to tattletale. I come in here, Mom's got her head hung down, Jim's mad because you've been yelling. You know, you've got to quit yelling at them. He doesn't think so, that, oh, boy. Just, oh, he, you know, he thinks he's, He's, you know, mom shouldn't be out in the kitchen. She can't go out there. What's the matter with her? Blah blah blah. You know. And so, oh, why don't you why don't you, t- why don't you tell everybody about the uh, washing machine? <laughs> oh yeah, the yes, they had uh, they've got a a dishwasher in the kitchen. It it must be at least it, I'm sure it came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> He's repaired it. I can't tell. Well, how it's many it's times. it's been there at least twenty years. Yeah. He, you know, in his day, he could fix anything. Right. And uh, he, he fixed that many times. I think they might even got it used. I'm not even sure. Right. And uh, anyway, it started leaking on the floor. So he got on the phone. And this was all about the time he took that little trip into town. So he must have been, you know, he was able to dial the phone and called their oh, a local guy that comes over and does a lot of plumbing jobs for them. Right. And he makes that guy take the front of it off. Mike's his name. He also Mike, take this off. Bev, the worker who was there, was telling me he was whacking his cane on the front of there. Take this panel off right here. <laughs> Mike says, there's nothing behind that panel, Doug. Take that panel off. So he takes that off. There's nothing there. So they take it. Mike takes it, uh, unhooks it, takes it out, and they have like a porch. Right takes it out in this porch and turns it up on its side and says, well, there's a leak, and he tells him in what? Something has, like, rusted through in there or something? Yep. Said there's no fixing it. You can't fix it. Dad is mad. Of course. So, meanwhile, Bev is trying to clean the floor up where they moved it, and Jim, I couldn't believe this, Jim went and stood on that place in the floor, and Mike's and, and Dad's yelling at Mike, put it back in there, put it back in there. And um, so Mike is bringing it back to the kitchen. Jim tells Mike, take it to the dump. It doesn't work. I want a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, funny. So, of course, my dad overrules. They put that thing up. They hooked it up to the water, hooked it to the... But he he did not plug it in. Right. He hooked it to the drain, hooked it to the power. <laughs> so I was down there that night, and my dad says, Now, I want you to take some of your mom's check. It's always somebody else's money he wants to have spent. <laughs> not his. He, he wouldn't want his money used to buy a new dishwasher. All right. And... Uh, you go in and get, and uh, you can price the dishwashers. Or he said, I think it's going to be about a hundred dollars to get a new dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, I said, Dad, there's no way you're not. It's going to cost more than that. Right. And he's just shaking his head. No, no, no. You know. Of course, no clue. Yeah, no he's clue. you know he, he he's you know he doesn't realize how much stuff really costs today. Right. And so I told him, you know, he called bad, Mike really. and did all this stuff. I said, Dad, if you want to check on pricing of dishwashers, just call up some places and ask them what they cost. Right. I don't think he's done that, but. Well, he may, you know, it's uh, realistically, you might find one for 500 or something, you know. Right. That's right. And just no frills. Uh, and, and it's, I don't know, it's freestanding. It does, it's not in under a cupboard. So I don't know if they even make those kind anymore that don't right. have it around wheels yeah, or anything. I, I think you'll have a hard time finding. So if we get a new one, it might not have a side on it. You right. know, it'll just look kind of ugly. So I don't know, but I, I haven't had time. I told him I don't have time to go shopping for, uh, and I'm not going to go pricing. Right. <laughs> reporting back. I don't have time for that. Yeah. He wants you to go actually look for the actual... Right. He wants me to go to Sears and go to Home Depot. Right. <laughs> and I, we've got a place where we usually buy appliances like that, and they just come and do everything. You know, if you need a... They come with all the equipment, take your old one away. That's what we did when I we got my mom's new stove. Right. And, um, but it's just kind of back to the narcissistic... Uh, Surfacing, narcissistic uh, personalities resurfacing. Yep. Going to do it his way. Yep. So it's it's very very sad. Oh boy, what a what a what a handful. Yeah. So it's just going to be day by day here to see what's going on. I'm sure he will not. He has a an appointment at the VA next week. Probably won't want to go. No, I'm sure he won't. That's it, too it, bad. So I don't. I just. Um, uh, I just realized that there's good days and bad days, and we had you know a couple weeks that was uneventful. Right. You know, while I was gone, they got along fine. The next week, everything was fine. Then the following week, you know, it's it's starting to. Yep. Be... World War Two again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So I I just can't. Um, you know, I have to. Uh, I have to just let all this go. I cannot worry about it. I have to let. God has a plan. It's not my plan. I have to realize that I have to just allow whatever is how it's going to go to go. I can't control it either. Yeah, I guess people should realize too that those who are listening to the show. He's 99 and driving. Yep. And my mom is 98. She can't drive because she's legally blind. 97, she is. Oh, yeah, 97, excuse me. And my brother uh, is 
50 something, 50 maybe or something. What is he? He's mentally handicapped. He's incredibly smart, but he he can't drive or uh, he re- basically can't read or write. You know, I mean, he's right. very skilled, and he's he is the major, in a sense, caretaker of them. He's very protective of them. He hates to even leave the house. He's afraid they'll fall down, and he won't be there to get them up. And um, so, uh, you know, if if not for Jim, and, and you know, I here's Jim. He wanted a new dishwasher. You know, yep, he yep. wanted it. He didn't want that. I just think it's so sad. And then Dad demanded that they put that old one right back in there, and. Um, I, I just don't, you know. But then when you're a narcissistic person, right. you don't have any uh, worry about anybody else's feelings, right. only your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess all we can do really is just, you know, keep our fingers crossed that everything goes good and we'll, you know, have to see what happens. That's all we can do. But anyway, well, we're at 37 minutes here. And uh, you've covered a lot of stuff. I was quiet here. I'm getting ready to go to Vegas next week. Yes, I wish I could go. So out to the New Media Expo. and uh, Maybe next year. But uh, we've got a bunch more stuff to get caught up on, too, right? We've really kind of gotten caught up to a certain point, but we're not right. fully caught up on the show. And uh, we'll have to uh, do this again when I get back. I don't think I'm going anywhere until... I think the second week of September, I've actually scheduled to be on a radio program here locally, um, first week of September. Then October 25th, we got uh, PodCamp Hawaii is actually going on. So, Oh, how fun. Yeah. yeah, we're in the planning of that and trying to raise money. So it's, um, that's, we got to, you know, because it's so much more expensive to do things here. Nothing is like the mainland. It's, uh, you know, we've got to raise twenty or $25,000 between now and wow. um, October. And to get a facility and all that. Yeah, because yeah, because we're gonna it's at the convention center, and of course, then when you're at the convention center, you're locked into uh, their vendors and everything right. else. So um, we've got a minimum amount we need, but really to do it right, you got to hit some of those, uh, you know, hit that upper barrier. And uh, my team, of course, is looking at seeing how much we're going to be able to contribute to the cause and. Um, it won't. Uh, we'll, we'll just come in as a regular sponsor, but uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we can find some big companies here in the in the islands that will want to really, you know, get in in the new media space. Well, it's uh, there, you've got a lot of podcasters, uh, and new media people in Hawaii. Yeah, you know, we, it's it's an interesting market here. So yes, it is. <laughs> But uh, anyway, hey, folks, if you want to leave comments on the show, you can send it to SherryCast, C-H-E-R-I-E, cast at gmail.com, SherryCast at gmail.com. Of course, uh, make sure you go over to SherryCast.com. And it looks like I'm going to be able to get into your database here, Mom, so I'm going to get your get your password unlocked. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> it's, my own, it's my own fault. There, I guess there's a little minor bug in WordPress, and I uh, did a Google of it while we were running the show here and found the issue, so I'll be able to post your new show. And uh, this <laughs> time I'll write the password. brain pas- would be able to do that, Todd. <laughs> uh, this time I'll write down the password. So <laughs> anyway, any parting thoughts? Uh, well, I'm just always tickled for our, our uh, audience and... Um, it's just an incredible ride. We're just 
making it through some some amazing times in our life. And uh, I, I'm very excited to see what's coming next. <laughs> yes, it will be interesting. But anyway, uh, until next time, this is uh, Todd from uh, Hawaii and Mama, of course, is in Michigan. We want to thank everyone for listening to the Sherry Cast. Aloha from me. Aloha from me. You have a wonderful evening, Todd. Thanks, Mom. Take care. And the audience members, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.